Hey guys, Casey Vlostein here from the Department of Offense, and I just wanted to give you a heads up uh, on this episode. The first five minutes were cut because we had some technical issues, and throughout the rest of the episode, there's a few little pops and stuff. I cleaned it up as good as I can, uh, but I mean, still, some of it still comes through. It's still a very listenable episode, and I think it was a lot of fun, and so I didn't just want to scrap it. So please enjoy uh, episode 66 of the Department of Offense. The following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's floppy milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time for the Department of Offense. Yeah, nobody likes paper. You brewed for the first time last weekend. I sure did. How did that go? Went well. Yeah. Went well. Uh, we came in above what we should way be. Way above. Way above OG, <laughs> which is great because we had more water and now I have more Yeah, beer. you ended up with like six gallons or something. Yeah, I think it was like six and a half. Nice. Almost. Very nice. Yeah, I'm really excited and I was checking on it this morning and it has completed its bubbling, so now it is sitting until next weekend. Where routine. you can bottle and keg it. Yes. Oh, man. I'm excited about it. It's going to be exciting. And, I um, am. I'm what did you brew? What? What did you brew? I brewed a wit beer. Oh, wit. All right. Yeah, uh, it's very close to like a uh, like a blue moon or yeah. something like that. But the DME was added a little early, so it's not wit. No, it's still a wit. It's just darker. It's just a dark white beer. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's it's a darker wheat beer. Some people like darker wits. So yeah, wit does not mean well. I think wit is the wheat part. I'm pretty sure. Wit, right, no, wit you're right. You're Belgian white, German yeah. for white beer. Yeah, what is Belgian? Yeah, but I'm, I, it's like in Belgium. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's German. You, you could be. You're probably right. I don't remember. It's been a One while since, another, I, since it's I've looked at that style. That's what I'm. I'm yes. From yes. This. All right. Yeah. It's it's wheat and white. It's dark white. <laughs> okay. Well, it would never actually be white. <laughs> it would be lighter in color. It's supposed to be amber gold, and it's more just amber. Speaking yes. of, is there an looks like burnt beer pudding. out there? That's, amber with tar in it. Is there a beer out there that's actually like? White or are they a different no. color than beer color? No, no, because no. well, no, because it looked like jizz and nobody would drink it, Carlos. <laughs> it would be like it would be like that that Pepsi Clear. Just no, <laughs> just no. Don't do that. <laughs> you guys remember Pepsi Clear? No, I do. Or or the Mountain Dew White. I remember, no, I remember, the uh, white like the one that was a different flavor Mountain Dew. Yeah, and it was white. I liked it. That was stupid. It like a bomb it was pop. a stupid color. Yeah, it was a dumb color. I remember Stupid color. Pepsi Blue. Pepsi Blue. That was bad. Yeah, no, no, but they, they they had like the crystal Pepsi, Pepsi, which was clear and still tasted like Pepsi. Yeah, it's dumb. It was like purple or green ketchup. Green ketchup is the worst thing in the world, by the way. Yeah. Why? Because you put it on your burger or your hot dog and it looks like mold. Yeah. So that's actually awesome. If my five-year-old self would love that. Your five-year-old self probably did. My five-year-old self did not. I was like, nope. And the purple ketchup was even worse. Nope. <laughs> Stop putting fucking colors in my food. <laughs> right? Just want red. Red ketchup. <laughs> I want to know what's on it. <laughs> Don't trick me with your fun colors and your tang. <laughs> tang is awesome. <laughs> it's what astronauts drink, except it's not really what they drink. No, but they had monkeys in the thing. Your coffee's good to drink, by the way. So how do I work this thing? Just push it down. Oh, wait, wait. This is Carlos learning how to use a French press for the first time. Don't push it down that fast. That's fine. He's good. Then then make... Then, <laughs> don't, don't, don't redo it. Don't do it again. All no, right. no. All right. And then just rotate the top until you find the, the port. Uh, no, the silver thing. There you go. There it is. And that's that's all you got to do, Carlos. It's it's not a very complex machine. Sounds like it'd be easier to have a machine where you just press button and it works. But it wouldn't be as good coffee. I have instant coffee. <laughs> Would you like some good coffee? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure there will be extra. All right. Um, I guess this week, I've spent all week working on a 
project that we're releasing on Monday that I'm really excited about. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to go into details yet, but it is keep, exciting. Keep an eye out on Monday, and I don't know if you guys will like it as much as we like it, but I hope you do. And no, it does not involve the Philadelphia Eagles. No, it should. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. <laughs> like, how, how do you even like the Philadelphia Eagles? You're not even from Philly. My uncle is. Oh, okay. That was my first game. Okay, okay. Nobody else got that, but I did. I will reiterate on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm back. I had to get coffee. Um, my first football game was in Philadelphia. With my uncle okay. when I was six. And I got a hat from a defensive lineman. Oh, very cool. It was cool. his hat. And he right. took it off and gave it to me because we were on the 50-yard line. That's right. cool. I guess I would, fall, I, would, I would fall in love with the Eagles then, too. I was in love with them. That was like 97. And they, were, they were pretty good then. Did they, did they start singing, it's a heartache, they're going to have a heartache tonight? Or there's going to be a heartache? No, but the kicker kicked garbage. All over the field. No, god damn it. No. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I like it when they sing Hotel California. I do enjoy god that. Fucking. <laughs> fly Eagles Fly is, is a song, what? actually. What? I'm not. Fly Eagles Fly. That's the song. That, that sounds pretty bad, actually. So let's talk about some beer. We have, nope. a, couple of, we have a couple of different beers in front of us. Uh, one, I guess the first one we're going to talk about is the- our homebrew. Um, this is the, I mean, this is our, uh, I guess it's the Blind Ninja American Pale Ale. We got it, uh, I mean, we brewed it two, three weeks ago now. Yep. And finally got it back on tap, and I don't know, I think it turned out pretty good. Carlos, what do you think? I think it's very nice to have a homebrew on tap again. <laughs> it's been so long. So long. It's nice to have just beer ready. Some nice and tasty beer mm-hmm. just sitting right there. Yeah. Um, I think it gave me pneumonia. The beer? Yeah, when we brewed it. Oh. Because I kept standing in the yeah. steam. I, I, I warned you. That <laughs> no, is I, how you I get was trying pneumonia. to get out of the steam, but it kept following me. <laughs> and then I got pneumonia mm-hmm. like two days later. Oh, that's all right. Pneumonia but it, has never killed anybody. Well, it was it was minor pneumonia. Yeah. So like I didn't go to the hospital for it. it my lungs just hurt for a while. They still kind of hurt a little. Yeah, so uh, this recipe, it was a very simple recipe. Um, we used some Cascade and uh, what was it? Cascade and I don't know. We used something else too. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, just two types of hops. And was it tenon tenon meringue? No barley. Like no. Well, I mean, we use oh, oh the tetra. Tetra. I don't know what that was. The German tetrabenang oh, was God for my it. Why beer. can't our cascade in Columbus? Was that it? That doesn't sound no. right. No. Oh, oh. We used we used. To, oh no, cascade and centennial. That's what it was. There you go. There it is. See words. I'll get. I've drank a lot of homebrew this morning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we used cascade and centennial. And just two different types of grains, a bunch of American Turo, and just a little bit of like Crystal 60, I think, to give it that color, and just that little bit of caramel in there. Like, I don't know if you guys can taste it. It's it's very subtle. Hmm. Let's see. It's in the back end a little bit, um, just just like with that bitterness. But it, it dried out yeah. nicely. Like, it's 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 where I like my, my pale ales, where they're nice and dry, so you can just keep drinking them. Yeah. Yeah, it's about five and a half percent, so it'll definitely knock you down a little bit if you drink a bunch of it. <laughs> Which is nice with a uh, pale ale because you can, I can drink pale ales all day. Yeah, they're <laughs> I love a good pale ale, and we have a we have a bitter coming in a few weeks here that I'm pretty excited about. But yeah, I'm, and a wit, and a wit, hmm. and a wit. All right, that's my that's my joint white wheat beers. Earlier. I like them. I like right. beers. Well, I'm done chugging this beer, so we can move on to the next one, <laughs> which is a. Uh, oh, well, I, I'm gonna while while I'm looking it up and talking about it, Carlos. You want to uh, finish your beer and start passing it around? Oh, we'll see about that. I know. I'm so I'm so bad at this. Sounds today. like a challenge. It's so early, guys. You Whose know? idea was this? We, I believe that was you, actually. No, I'm pretty sure it was Eric's idea. You know, in the meantime, he's not here I'm, to uh, defend himself. As I'm doing all this, I should probably. I, we left out a thing about what we did last week. This uh, last week because we left out the fact that we saw Captain America. Oh, that's right, we saw Captain America last night, and it was so good. It was the second good. one. Yeah, 
The new one. It was. Uh, I want to see it. It was phenomenal. See, did it. you like the first one? Yes, I like the first one a lot too. Yeah, I that I, um Woo. of of Marvel movies that I haven't cared for. I think it's only Iron Man two. Mm. I think that's really the only one that was, and it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as the first Iron Man. Right. And I so, like. I, yeah, I like all of them too. And it's just, it was just great. Uh, there's a fantastic supporting cast for Captain America. There, like they had a Black Widow starring from, like right there, right in the action. Uh, they took a character like the Falcon, who like his ability is he has a suit that lets him fly, and it was actually pretty badass. Is Stanley's cameo cool? Yes, yeah, it was. it was really good, actually. <laughs> I, I won't ruin it, because it, it was a really good scene. No, I'm, I'm going to see it. I love his cameos. I like the one... I don't Take that and then pass it back. I don't remember which one it's in, but it's where they're fighting and knocking over bookshelves, and he's listening to a record. Oh, yeah, that was Spider-Man, I think. Okay. Uh, Wasn't it? Oh, uh, the le- the le- more recent Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah, when he's, he's sitting Spider-Man. in the library listening to records and like he bursts through the wall and they're fighting behind him like it's nice to have another fantastic uh disney marvel movie like it puts every, everybody else has hat is uh who has a uh, marvel co- uh, movies is going to be have to look at that and like all right we have to somehow be, come up with something good enough compared to that and amazing spider-man 2 is probably not going to uh, you don't think so those. no no there's it has a shit ton of, of bad guys in it how yeah. can you focus on any of them? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in our glasses right now is the uh, Omegong's uh, Game of Thrones Fire and Blood Red Ale. We've tried the other Game of Thrones beer beers uh, here on the show. Uh, we had the blonde. The first one, I believe, was the blonde. Yeah, that was kind and, of uh, subpar, if I remember. Uh, no, the the blonde was good. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't phenomenal. It was just a blonde. Right. So I mean, it was an easy drinking beer, and we didn't really have anything bad to say about it. It just wasn't like a phenomenal beer. Um, then we had there was the oh god, was it a stout? I think it was a stout that had like licorice and stuff like that in it. And that one, I believe, we didn't have. Right. That that one was a little subpar. I mean, it was it was interesting and intriguing, but it wasn't something I would drink a lot of. Sure. And so I'm curious to see what they do here. Um, this one's very carbonated. Yeah. Well, they're they're all Belgian, and so they have like that nice cork bottle and just super like high carbonation. All right. And here's the description on the I always, like the descriptions on these and the labels are really cool. So here's the description here. Born of fire, like Daenerys's dragons, this ale's deep, dark red hue evokes their ever-blazing breath. Sweet malt subscumbs to wispy dryness, tinged with nutty spelt. That's a fun word. Spelt. <laughs> Spicy hops and rye. As ancho chilies, portend piquant. What the fuck? <laughs> dark fruit. Pour slowly, not to disturb yeast sediment. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so it sounds like we're supposed to get some like some nutty and a lot of spice with ancho chilies in it. So now I'm I'm super curious and really excited to try this. Oh, uh, ale brewed with ancho chilies. I'm a little concerned. Well, a good pepper ale is fantastic. Smelling it, I'm not smelling the chilies at all. I think I might be a little bit. I'm getting more. But I mean, then again, my sense of smell is. I'm getting almost like a cherry smell. I'm not receiving. Um, yeah, I'm not getting cherry at all. I think you might be stroking out over there. Well, I, I, maybe, <laughs> just, it's, it's something. It's out. something sweet and almost like just slightly sour smelling. I can see that. I'm not getting the cherry, but yeah. Hmm. Seems. Hmm. Carlos, thoughts. Well, I'm drawing a blank on what what uh, red ales are supposed to taste like. Not like this. Not like this. Well, no, uh, your your traditional like the, when I think red ale, I'm thinking like Irish red. Yeah. So you get malty sweetness. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is a lot drier. Uh, well, I mean, it was fermented with Belgian yeast, and so you get that Belgian character. Yeah. But you know, it's actually not bad. It's just uh, different than I. Are you, is I it think. super dry for you? Hmm. Like, does it leave your mouth dry afterwards? It feels like I didn't take a drink. Yeah. Okay. And that's the only one. It's very dry. Uh, are you picking up the pepper at all? I might be. I think I am a little bit. 
uh, just a little bit, though. Okay. I'm not. Rick? Well, what, what do you think of the beer as a whole? Um, Let me see. I'm not very impressed. I'm I'm kind of falling that way too, unfortunately. Um, I mean it's it's fine, but yeah. it's not good. It's it's not something you're like, oh my god, you have to try this. Yeah, it's something where like, ah, eh, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a little metallic tasting in the aftertaste, and. It's not very impressive. I, I can I can see what you're saying with the metallic taste, just yeah. on the back, like on the in the back of my throat. There, I'm just getting that slightly. That yeah. might have something to do with the chilies. It could, but I'm. If that's the only place the chilies are showing up, I don't like it. Uh, Why? Well, but it's it's not the chili showing up though. It's. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm not really tasting like the peppery stuff it's kind of yeah well and i i'm when when i saw ryan there immediately like i was like okay chilies with rye should be a really good combination because uh with rye you get like a like a peppery taste to begin with and the chili should really accent that and bring it forward and i'm not tasting the rye at all i'm not getting anything remotely peppery out of this beer i'm not either i'm not i'm not tasting anything peppery or any kind of spice type of feel or yeah it's it's actually kind of disappointing i'm just getting super dry it really it it's, it's very really dry. dry with hmm. and despite the enormous carbonation it doesn't feel very carbonated maybe it'll be, well i don't know it's i mean it's been sitting out for like a half hour okay so if i let it sit in my mouth and then and then swallow i get some residual pepperiness on my yeah. tongue but for a pe- for a pepper beer, I want I want it to be a little bit more forward. Like I think my all time favorite pepper beer is uh, well, I have two. Rogue has a a chili beer that is phenomenal, and then I've I've had a few uh, jalapeno blondes, and those are fantastic because the blonde is light enough to let the pepper shine. Yeah, and but also refreshing enough where it's not burning. And this, I'm not getting... It, it feels too muddled. And I think that was the complaint that we had about the last beer, is they tried to cram too much stuff into it. Yeah. And it just wasn't there. Maybe it's their uh, statement on the Game of Thrones TV show. I think they... But Game of Thrones isn't overstuffed. Yeah, it's lovely. Don't you dare bitch about it. Charlie. I haven't seen more than like five episodes. <sighs> well, shut your dirty yeah. mouth then. Eric can have the rest of that. No, it's a, it's. I mean, it's, I'll put something good in my glass. It's like meh. Yeah, I'm never gonna buy a bottle of it. Yeah, it's just not impressive. Well, and I, it's not my style of beer either. I I tend to steer away from Belgians unless it's something I know I'm really gonna like. You okay? This fuck fucking dog farted. Oh, Get fucking out of dog. Here. <laughs> Get. <laughs> you just all of a sudden made this face. Well, I thought my microphone stank, but the fucking dog just <laughs> ripped ass under me. <laughs> That's kind of funny. At least it oh. will be until like that it wafts over here. It's still here, dude. It's oh gross. god. Oh, there you go. You got some. <laughs> fucking get out of here, Dodge. Well, I'm just gonna talk into my beer now. And <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, overall, I would say if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, get it for the novelty and drink it during the premiere tomorrow or tonight, yeah. depending on when you're listening to this. Otherwise, leave it on the shelf. There is better beers to spend 10 bucks on. Was it 10 bucks? I, I think, well, that's, that's what the other ones have been, so I'm assuming it was 10 bucks. It's not awful for a, a bottle of that size, but... No. It's... <laughs> But get a bottle of like Green no. Flash or something. Like, again, I guess if you're in the mood for a Belgian, go with a different Amagang beer. Uh, like, they're, they they have a few like really good Belgian dark strong ales that are yeah. fantastic. They're a little bit more, but I think you're going to enjoy it a lot better. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this beer. Yep, it's okay, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's just things that can probably be give it a better. five out of ten. Yeah, seems about right. And I use the scale how it's supposed to be used not like everything below eight sucks oh okay like what everyone's scale on the internet is now (laughs) 
the Department of Defense presents News. News. With Casey. That's me. <laughs> a 19-year-old Notre Dame student, Brian McCurran, was arrested the other morning after he broke into a massage parlor with a flower pot. Once inside, he encountered another locked door. Not to be dissuaded, uh, he found a hammer and hammered his way through the wall. <laughs> well, if I had a For hammer. what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was on this aimless quest. But once on the other side, he was rewarded by finding a kitchen. In said kitchen, he found some Hot Pockets. He then proceeded to eat all of the Hot Pockets he found there. And then started making some mac and cheese. Unfortunately, he passed out while cooking the mac and cheese, and it set off the fire alarm, which alerted the police. So he was drunk <laughs> as shit. Yes. <laughs> he just broke into a massage parlor. <laughs> but he, and then through a wall, but he was rewarded with hot pockets. <laughs> this, this door is And then locked. he was rewarded again the next morning with explosive diarrhea. <laughs> In the jail cell. <laughs> That sucks, man. That's the shittiest way to go. This guy thinks outside the box, though. Oh, this door's locked. I'm going through the fucking wall. The wall. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Mighty Taco, a chain of Mexican restaurants based in Buffalo, New York, has announced that that Vladimir Putin is banned from its 23 locations for seizing uh, Crimea from Ukraine. This just in. Vladimir Putin is very disappointed. <laughs> uh, they say that Putin will be allowed to order tacos when he stops acting like a bully and picking on people. <laughs> I'm guessing Putin doesn't give a shit. Probably not. What about your shitty New York taco <laughs> fucking chain? But what a great marketing campaign. Just absolutely <laughs> delightful. Vladimir Putin will never have their burritos. Never. Come on. What is the place called? Uh, Mighty Taco. Come on out to Mighty Taco. No Putin. (laughs) Uh, Some Mexican burritos now. Don't go to New York for your Mexican food. (laughs) No, I'm not going to. That's a little out of my way. A little bit. You're going to pass like six Chipotles at least. (laughs) Is Chipotle kicking out Putin? No, it's not. Ugh. What a bunch of I know. A new study out of the Netherlands has revealed something interesting about oxytocin, uh, a.k.a. the love hormone. Uh, Well, it not only makes you feel all lovey-dovey towards the people close to you, but it also makes you super racist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In in the study, people were asked to choose five out of six people to survive on a lifeboat. The people who were dosed with oxy were far more likely to deny the Muslim or German people access to the lifeboat. Oh, this was in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. So they didn't even try with the black people. No, it just Because in America we that that would be a problem. Yes, yes. So that's right, kids. Ecstasy makes you racist. <laughs> <laughs> that is my takeaway from this. What? <laughs> Ecstasy also makes you die. <laughs> well, and so does well, and Molly also makes you racist. <laughs> is that is that how it works? Yeah, I think there's bigger problems with taking those drugs though. <laughs> nope, it makes you racist. <laughs> so don't do it. <laughs> Maybe the fact that you can get so into the smell of a liquid that you fall into it and drown. <laughs> I suppose if you are, well, I suppose if you're already racist, there's nothing bad that's going to happen. If that's that's true. It'll make you more racist. You will not let black people on your lifeboat. Or Muslims, or Mexicans. Or, or Germans, apparently. Germans, apparently. <laughs> well, Netherlands, like, I understand the Dutch don't like the Germans a whole lot. <laughs> that whole, you know, taking over their country and killing a bunch of them. It's just funny because it's irrelevant in the country. <laughs> uh, there's a movement in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to try to bring the Pabst Brewery back to town. In 2010, Pabst was sold to a California company and is now headquartered in L.A., the group, Bring Paps Blue Ribbon Home, wants to bring back some city pride in the brand by making Milwaukee the headquarters again. What do you think the estimated cost for the hipster brand is? Why would they want it back? <laughs> we finally got rid of it. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's gone away. Keep it out of Wisconsin. What, what, do, what do you think they're quoting the, co- the cost at? Like, there's a range. To bring it back? Yep. Two dollars? <laughs> Carlos, 
Two dollars and one cents, Bob. <laughs> Seven hundred million to one billion dollars. Jesus, somewhere in that range. I'm closest without going over, so I win. <laughs> like that is a ridiculous amount of money for a shitty, shitty beer. <laughs> so bad, so bad. But I guess it makes sense, Milwaukee. Like uh, we want a PPR back. Uh, we already have so the Milwaukee I- Beast. We want the PPR too. <laughs> it's so ironic that I drink this. <laughs> Fucking, can we can we start a, a a thing to get Milwaukee out of Wisconsin? Just keep it away, <laughs> just like to move it to California. Hey, Mill, uh, you're, you're you're gone now. Sorry. Well, let, let's just start a petition to move. Just Milwaukee lift it up and put it on a semi and shift and take, it across. The take country. it right over to the PBR plant in California. Oh, what a surprise! It matches the same price as to move the Pabst ribbon. <laughs> Cost one billion dollars to relocate the entire so, city. Get that fucking so, thing Milwaukee out of here. We'll get their blue ribbon, and we will have no Milwaukee. I don't know why. Why there's all this Milwaukee hate all of a sudden? I don't. I don't know. I'm just. It's, it's so packed with hipsters. <laughs> Milwaukee's awful. <laughs> I've never been to Milwaukee, but apparently, I, I'm, I'm like I've had friends that are hipsters who like you know hipster things but milwaukee is filled with douchey people who are hipsters have you been Makes there sense. have you been down there yeah uh i just got a text from miles and he's mad at whoever's in charge of chat because he's they're not listening to him what is, oh oh shit he's in the mixler chat <laughs> you should have a window open on each side of your screen mm-hmm. see miles agrees with me okay i'm gonna apologize Eagles. to him in the chat you should you definitely should that's right, guys. We broadcast this show live every Saturday, so if you want to who's, hop in the chat. Who's Miles Swanson fair blame? I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting him back. Also, All Miles, right, I'm in the chat as Eric is awesome because Eric's not awesome, but I'm in there as it. All right. Anyway, uh, George Bush is getting ready to begin his next career as an artist. Apparently, three years after leaving office, W got bored and started painting. And he is opening an exhibit today, April 5th. The subjects of his paintings? The leaders of the world at the time of his presidency. Among these wonderful portraits is one of Vlad Bear Wrestler Putin. That's right. He went and painted terrible portraits of all the world leaders. Who did? Great George Bush. Actually, no, (laughs) I would do the same thing. I, I wait. Like I was looking. If they are not good, what's I what's wait. going on here, bud? <laughs> I I would like like wait like ten years after my presidency. I just do these horrible ass paintings of the world leaders, <laughs> and I know my painting skills. They'd be really bad. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> but, just... So I'd have a gigantic label underneath them saying like, "Oh yeah, this is so and so." And it's like, well, what are they gonna do? And then the, Carlos just off. draws dicks in all of their mouths. To top it all off, as soon as I'm, d- as soon as the gallery's done, I would give each of the paintings away for free to those world leaders, leaders because fuck them. And then, well, yeah, but you have to like be really sincere about it and be like, oh, you know oh, what? I'm oh, gonna, I'm gonna come to your royal palace, and this better be hanging up there. Oh, I know. <laughs> they're they're all hanging on his mom's fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what I oh, that's great, honey. We'll put that here. <laughs> we'll just put that right there. Right there. All right. Um, at the at Microsoft's Build Conference in San Francisco this past week, there was a lot of talk about new Windows phones, the new voice assistant Cortana, but they dropped one thing that I think is the most important of them all. What is it? I didn't see it. They are bringing back the start menu in Windows 8. Oh, thank God. Yes. That is a thing that is happening, and they're going to allow uh, apps to run in uh, like a windowed mode uh, instead okay. of like the full screen app thing. So okay. they're 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 uh, digressing a little bit back towards Windows Seven because they realize like not everyone has a touch screen yet. And yeah, some people actually it. want you know Windows. Well, Carl, what's on your face? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> what? What did you just have on your face? Is that the thing from the beach? Carlos has taken the wire cord and the 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 wire cage from the bane mask out of it. You were saying I'm a creative person. What can I say? This is the last time we give. Give me ten years and. uh, Did you want some more of this? 
Uh, no. Well, I'm going to get my coffee. Right oh, okay, okay, okay. This is the last time we give Carlos coffee before a show. <laughs> I haven't Start had a sticking wires in his eyes. I'm, I'm waiting to finish my beer before. So oh, okay, okay. Um, no, but I'm like I love the Windows 8. I, I love tiles, it too. But a lot I'm of really com- happy to see the start. A lot of people back. complain. I I don't use it and now like when i have to use the the start menu like in windows 7 on my desktop here at home i don't like it well i feel so clunky now my my laptop my laptop is still windows 7 because it's the hardware can't handle windows 8 even though i got the upgrade Mm -hmm. so i had to revert um and i i really like the start menu and but i love the tiles so i'm i'm glad they're integrating both yeah and that's, that's I'm, I'm glad you have the option. I, yeah, I hate the tiles. It's a pain in the ass. I, I like. Do you like the tiles see, on your phone? I guess though? Because I, that's and I hate, I'll great. be doing. Some, I'll be playing a game. I actually hit the Windows button. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm no longer in the game. See, I, I I use Windows 8 on my work computer, and keyboard shortcuts are my friend. Yeah. And so, like with Windows 8.1, I can fly around with keyboard shortcuts so fast. It's awesome. Yeah. Miles gets lost trying to turn Windows 8 off. Oh, it's easy. You just right-click on the thing and yeah, say I shut have, down. I have to pin a whole bunch of things to my taskbar so I don't have to go into the Windows. I, I have I have all my important programs pinned. I never but shut I, my computer off. Yeah, but sometimes it needs to restart, and if you have all your shit pinned at the bot, like all the all the stuff you use the most pinned, it's just right there. I But I've oh, been yeah, doing I, that I since Windows 7. Yeah. And with an unexpectedly shut down. I use I use I use pinned programs oh, instead of well, uh, yeah, you you icons on my desktop. It. Yeah, because I like a clean desktop. Oh, I love it. I I have a couple of things on my desktop, but I I have a bunch of pins. All right, it's way better. I got one last story here, and I think you guys are really gonna like one. Uh, the winner for my favorite April Fool's joke of the year comes from Samuel Adams. They released a video featuring uh, Kim Cook, founder of Sam Adams, talking about their latest beer, Helium. And actually, I, I think I think I'm gonna let you, let him talk about it quick. So I'm just gonna play the audio because it's fantastic. Hi, I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams, and I'm excited to introduce you to a radical, extreme new beer that leverages the wonderful properties of helium. Infusing beer with helium has an amazing impact on the beer. Couple this with the lighter mouthfeel, and you've got a beer unlike any you've ever tasted. The caramel flavors that are usually restrained in this style come through with a clean biscuity character. What are we listening to? What is usually a moderate, even suppressed character from the hops comes through with floral, grassy, herbal, piney, citrus. I was in the chat and I missed. What All this the way is. to the end. This is the April Fool's joke that uh, Sam Adams released this year. Oh, it's a it's a beer uh, infused with helium. <laughs> so who wants some of our new helium ale? <laughs> That's awesome, right? I want helium beer. <laughs> It'd be such a good tool for bartenders cutting people off. <laughs> Your voice is too high. You're out. <laughs> so that, that that was definitely my favorite April Fool's video of this year. <laughs> I saw that and I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is the end of our new segment this week. So I think we're going to move on to some discussion topics. Because discussion topics are fun. I'll discuss shit. Right? So I think we're going to start with um, a shorter discussion. Uh, in, in, in This is in honor of International Tabletop Day, which is today, April 5th. Uh, we are going to talk about our favorite board games. So, Carlos, what is your favorite board game and why? Oh, I thought we were going to start with the other one. Oh, okay. oh fine. Oh, no, 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 no. You said that already. I know. It's I did. One, oh, oh, that's right, because there's two parts of this one. Yeah, so... Uh, my favorite board game. We should start with somebody else then. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go with mine. My favorite board game is probably Castle Panic. I love that game. Yeah. That game is fantastic. Why? Uh, I mostly because it's a cooperative game, and I I really enjoy cooperative games like that. I like that one. Pandemic. Um, the 
Oh, what is it? Forbidden Island. Any game where you're working with, you know, three or four others and trying to accomplish the same goal. I think that's a lot of fun. Mostly because then at the end of the game, there's not somebody that you hate at the table. Because, I mean, let's be honest, during competitive board games, you usually get to the point where you're like, fuck this person so much. But sometimes that's what you're going for. Yes, yes. So yeah, that that's a game that I really, really love. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Castle, or it's called Castle Panic. Oh, okay. uh, basically, it's a tower defense board game. Mm-hmm. So you start with a castle in the middle, and then uh, orcs and goblins and trolls. Okay, we played that one. Yeah, move, move, uh, move closer and closer to this castle, and they're trying to knock down all the towers. And as the players, you're trying to fight them off. Defend the castle. Yeah. I like that one. That's it's it's a good one. It's a good one. Rick, do you have a favorite board game? I do. And me and Miles have the same favorite board game, apparently. Uh, it's Settlers of Catan. Oh, that's a good game. It's a lot of fun. Because it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like what you said, how, you know, at the end of a competitive board game, everyone hates each other. Well, there's always that one fucker with all the sheep. Fuck yeah. that guy. Or... For all the wheat, when someone cuts you off with the roads. Oh man! <laughs> but it's funny when that's the biggest thing you can get upset about. <laughs> Don't build your fucking road there. Stop! <laughs> no! <laughs> now I can't get to the ore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a great one. Um, yeah, it's it's settlers of Catan or Axis and Allies. Okay, um, Axis and Allies is one that I can honestly say I have not played. Because the, the setup time is ridiculous, and I'm I'm not that. Oh, the I'm not play that time is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta have a full day, if not couple of full days, to <laughs> devote to it. But it's a, it's a shitload of fun. Um, but yeah, it's you have to have somebody who's there who knows like everything about the game which i don't okay otherwise if you're just a group of guys reading the instructions you're fucked <laughs> because <laughs> the game does not work that way um so it's a fun game but it takes forever and it's really difficult and it's really complex you have to have a bunch of people who are willing to put that much time aside for it so i mean i love that game but settlers is is my favorite game to just play because it can take an hour okay carlos uh, I wish I had my phone up with me to like list off some more information about this game. But my favorite game, uh, favorite board game, is going to be a game called Omega Virus. Omega Virus. I don't now, think we've is, played that one. Uh, no, no. This is a cool older game where uh, you have this. Uh, this uh, has an electronic component of this uh, AI that's like gone rogue and is trying to kill you on the space station. And you have to, like gather these components and escape from the space station and like destroy the virus or something like that. And it's a it was fun. I've played it twice, and it was. I had a blast playing it. Awesome. And like the pieces are cool, and I don't know how else to describe it other than being amazing. And I, I think I think we need to give an honorable mention to Cards Against Humanity. Mm, that's it's a, a good game. It's a board game. It's a card game. No, it it fits within the tabletop. Oh, it, so it has it, a board game part then. All right. Yes, in the a fact board. that the table is board like. Well, no, Carlos. Fuck you. It fits. <laughs> also, we also should probably give an honorable mention to Squatchopoly. No, <laughs> the game that I've devoted my life to never play. <laughs> well, Kelsey is in the chat, and she agrees that Cards Against Humanity is a board game. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, and and like, especially with like the rash of new uh, deck building games and stuff like that. Those are all technically board games. I would say it's it's a. It's a tabletop game. Oh, fine, a tabletop game. Fine, game. your favorite tabletop game. Then right, let's right. let's modify the let's modify now, the definition now of the discussion. Cards Against Humanity is counted. Okay, we're giving it an honorable mention because that is a game we've all enjoyed playing at one time or another. Until we got to the point where we were playing it every week, yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty bad. Though it's been a while now, and now every time we revisit it, it's fun again. Because it's been it's now like every few months that we hit it. Sure, but you didn't have fun last time. Uh, it was not particularly memorable. Oh, I don't know, Carlos. The floored clitoris was pretty entertaining. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Carlos, in your opinion, what makes a good tabletop game? Well, you know, there has to be that replayability. replayability. Unless you're talking about a long game, like I suppose Axis and Allies, where you don't actually want to replay it because nobody has that much time in their life. Or Risk is another one like that. And like 
I suppose I, I would not count the whole uh, not hating other people part because like I, one of my favorite board games is a game called Aggravation. <laughs> Aggravation is so good. I know. I've never lost a game of it in my life. You haven't played against my brother. He's really aggravating in that game. See what I did. It's like I actually got, <laughs> actually that's a game that I got. What game? Aggravation. Oh. I got that game as a birthday present once, and then I never lost a game of it. We played 20 games, I think, in my whole life, and I, I think people stopped playing with me after a while. I don't... It's just luck. It is pure luck. Like, there's there's not... Well, and there's a little bit of strategy there, too, because you have two pegs to move. Yeah, I actually... You, you have four. Okay. Uh, I actually Fucking, used them. Come on, Casey. I'm sorry. <laughs> four or five. But It's I, been a while. Why five? Why are you adding five it could, now? It could be four or five. It's been it's a while. Four. It's four. But it's more than two. So Casey's wrong. That's what we got out Correct. of Correct. Also, Carlos is wrong because he added five. It's possible. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos always used another peg. No wonder he always fucking won. <laughs> no, I would have. He cheated. No, that'd make him lose. Yeah, because he'd have lose. more pegs to move. No, no, because then, like, as soon as he got four in there, he's like, "Oh wait, this fifth peg isn't supposed to be here." <laughs> that would still slow me down. Nah, because then, like, you like when somebody sent your your peg back, you could send you would have a fifth one there. It would help you out. Totally. Sure. Sure. I think so. No, not at all. <laughs> that doesn't make Fine. any sense at all. Okay, Rick, what do you think makes a good board game? Uh, <clears throat> I'll give Miles a toss here. Okay. Miles gave us an answer from the chat. He said uh, reasonable time, strategy, and dealing with other players at the same time. He okay. likes that in board games or tabletop games. Um, I, I, I think a, a good game is something that you can have fun doing. I, I like games that we can make fun of, and that I love playing Scruples. Scruples is good. Because it's, in the 80s, wouldn't have been a great game, I don't think, but because it's <laughs> there, so I'm, old. I'm, I'm sure that there's a new version out, but we have the one from like the early 80s, late I love 70s. It. Because it's so old, it's great. It's fun <laughs> to make fun of. So I like games that are fun, and, um, you know... Don't take too much, like, uh, getting into it deep. Too much thought. Unless, I mean, unless you're going Axis and Allies, then the strategy part of it really comes out. I love strategy. Just having to constantly be aware of all these different parts of things. Yeah. You know, Um, combines both of those really well. A game called Candyland. There's no strategy in Candyland. That game is amazing. There's no, no, you draw a card, move to that color. Draw a card, move to that color. That is all the fucking game is. It's a strategy game, Carlos. I have never won a game of Candyland. I don't know if there is. No, the only winning move in Candyland is to not play. Like, it is tic-tac-toe from war games. My God, you're being really cynicist about that right now. This is, uh, this is Candyland. This is fun. This is Diabetes, the board game. (laughs) One of one of the great games that does actually combine those two is one that the chat's yelling about. It's Clue. Clue. Clue Except- is a lot of fun because you can, you know, you make fun of people and stuff. But it's also strategy. Yes. You have to That's, figure out what the but, hell's but going on. But Clue is also inherently a broken game because there's only so many different types of outcomes, yeah. and it's really easy to narrow down what it is way early in the game. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I managed to guess completely at random, and like, the, uh, like as soon as like my first turn came around, I was like, I guessed randomly. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Well, I I really want to play the Dungeons and Dragons version of Clue. I think that would be interesting. Is that a thing? Yeah. Wow. There's a Dungeons and Dragons Clue board game. I think it would be really interesting. So wait, did you answer or did just the chat answer your uh, what makes a good game? I answered. I okay, like having fun well. okay. and strategy. Yeah, uh, for me, a good board game is something that has an element of strategy, also just a little bit of luck, and isn't so in-depth that I can't sit back and have a beer or two while playing. I like I like just something that's a little bit more social, and that's why cooperative games are really good, because they're like just working together. It It forces interaction between players. It's not something like Monopoly, where you're just trying to bore your family to death and fuck everyone else yep. over. What? Oh, Don't worry about it. 
What? Uh, what? Why did? Okay, I'm I'm a little worried. I am too. I I'm just a little worried. Um, but yeah, no. So like, Tesoro is a good one like that, okay. where you. I mean, all you need to worry about at any one time is three pieces. You have three cards to worry about, and that's it. So that I mean, that's that's a really good quick game. It takes like. 10 15 minutes to play around and everyone's having fun and moving pieces all the time and it's just fun to look at all right carlos so this, you know this is it's time for a bonus round oh man there's a bonus round <laughs> what's in the bonus round carlos movies based on board games oh man movies based on board games okay okay um clue, clue of course yep. amazing amazing film battleship Terrible. Uh, oh, terrible. 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 Um, was it... Uh, there was the Rock and Sock and Robots movies. Real Steel. Real Steel. Oh, I suppose that counts as... All right. Oh, God. I forgot. We mentioned one... Oh. Uh, oh. I have I to go. Know We're any. on a time limit. We're on a time limit. Let's go. It's not a time limit. It's just, it's just talking about... It's it's way more fun if you it's on a time limit. the best one is? A film called Jumanji. Oh man, Jumanji! The board game is kind of you know <laughs> the the board game totally came after the movie, <laughs> which was the best part. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Zahura is another one. I th- I think it was called Zahura. Uh, oh. I, I never saw it. Zoro. Yeah, it, it was it was a space one. Um, god. Oh god, wasn't what wasn't there? All right, so we we say Clue. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really think that's it. Though there was a trailer for Minecraft, or no, not Minecraft, uh, Minesweeper. That's not a board game. So, well, but actually, you know, concerning that Clue, point. Clue is a fantastic one. Uh, did you see the Clue Psych episode? I did not yet. It was phenomenal. But the Clue, like the Clue movie and the Jumanji game movie, were both really good. I think the Clue especially movie the time, is almost better. At the time, Jumanji's uh, special effects were amazing. Yeah. Like I, I would sit down and watch that right now. Jumanji's so good, so good. And Clue, I've watched that in the last six months. So Clue's fantastic. It is. I I love that movie so much. I have not seen it. You really need to. It's it's phenomenal. I'll look into it. Especially it's, the and it's it's really entertaining. If you're if you're not laughing at like throughout most of the movie, you don't have a soul. And the multiple endings are just a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. So like in the theaters. If I remember correctly, they they played a different ending for each showing. Oh, so like like they would just rotate the endings, <laughs> because like they they had they had all the different like they had they had like what was it? Well, e- they they had it where each person was a killer with a different weapon. Okay, and so like it was it was really entertaining. And then if you watch it on Netflix or whatever, it has a bonus ending, which is yep. different. Yeah, I. Clue was fantastic. All right, well, should we move on to our secondary discussion? I suppose. All right, you guys ready for this? Because I, I feel like we might have talked about this a little bit before, but I, I th- feel like this is always a good discussion to revisit. What fictional universe would be absolutely horrifying to live in? We're talking about you are just a regular Joe yeah. in this universe. What would be the like? What would, what would be a horrifying oh, universe oh, to live in? Transformers. <laughs> First of all, you have these amazingly powerful machines that are everywhere, and they could be everywhere. <laughs> they could be anything. Every morning, you, ha- you get up, get ready to go to work, go walk outside, look at your car, think, oh my god, it could be a robot. It could kill me right now. Any moment. That dildo you're sticking in yourself right now could be a robot. Whoa. <laughs> just to cross a line a little bit. They could be everywhere, and they could just be hiding and waiting. And they will all of a sudden, one day, transform and kill you. For no reason. <laughs> From the inside. Because they're fighting other robots. It, it's ridiculous. Rick, what do you think is a terrifying universe to live in? Uh, well, uh, Miles, in the chat, yep. said mine. Um, it's Game of Thrones. Be fucking awful if you were just a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to live out your life in Westeros and everyone's fucking fighting and you're just just all like, the time I just want to raise my pigs <laughs> I think the strategy just in that case fucking... would be to uh, go the opposite direction of people I, 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 I have a few um, the first one I want to talk about 
uh, Greek like Greek mythology. Just being a regular Greek in Greek mythology would be terrible. Because anytime you met somebody, you wouldn't know if it was a god trying to rape you. <laughs> like and not just other humans. Like you could see a bird in the sky, and it could be Zeus, who's just like, I want to bone that person right now. Like Zeus, Zeus hit himself as horses, as ducks, as like just any barnyard creature at any time could just be a god laying in wait. And that's not even the worst part. They could just get bored and be like, "You, let's just fuck with you for a while." Or if you do anything that could even be conceived as a slight against the gods, you're done for. They're just going to fuck with you for the rest of your life, which will probably be really short because gods are dicks. Especially if you piss off Poseidon. Uh, yeah, he'll drown. He will not only drown you, he will drown your entire country. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> for no reason. Fuck y'all. Or maybe it's going to, you know, that uh, you know that one month voyage home might take you 20 years. Yeah. 20 years you could just pull in Odysseus and like not come home for 20 years and then when you get home you you see that your your wife is being suited by a bunch of people and so you just kill them all cuz that makes sense <laughs> just kill everybody well you know if i'm going to have to wait 20 years to get home i'm going to kill a bunch of people that's how it's going to work <laughs> i guess it just oh man that would be terrible Carlos, do you have another one uh I'm sure there's... So All right, I, I, I got another one that, that I really love bringing up. The world of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Basically, like... Well, and it's also the Boy Meets World uh, universe because they, they crossed over yeah. uh, during an episode. Uh, but anyway... Or actually, there's a couple of episodes where they crossed over, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Basically, there are the supernatural beings that do whatever the fuck they want to whoever they want with no consequence. None whatsoever. And there's so few of these supernatural beings that like they don't they don't tell anybody or any like it's just like if you if you watch Sabrina it's every episode she does something horribly selfish <laughs> doesn't usually fix it and just goes on with her life. Yeah. Complete disregard for the rest of humanity. <laughs> it would be atrocious to just be a dude. Oh man, like they—they've turned teachers into goats. <laughs> I just left them that way for a, for an episode, and they just turned it back and like didn't explain that they, why they were a goat. Like, can you imagine, like, if you got turned into a goat and then popped back, had complete memory of being a goat, but couldn't explain it? <laughs> That would be terrifying. <laughs> that would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> really are, are you are you attracted to Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Old Sabrina, yes. Not why? <laughs> because Kelsey said you are. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, what? I don't. I don't see the problem. Casey there. watches it every year. I do. I I've never for, fucking seen oh, it. So I don't know. nostalgia. Yeah, no. Forget Melissa Joan Hart in the late nineties. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Good stuff. That's uh, neither here nor there. It's still a terrifying universe. Yeah, I. Well, I have one. All right, go for it. To be a regular dude, Star Wars would fucking suck. Yeah, because there's not <laughs> they don't even talk about humans there, and there's shit that can destroy planets. You could just be like you're you're just some like <laughs> farmer in Alderaan farming a planet, and then your and planet's gone. It just got blowed up right under you, and you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> That would suck a lot of ass. <laughs> and then if a Jedi just decides to turn bad. And you just, like, just dominate your mind for no reason. Yeah, that would suck ass. No free will. <laughs> Dude, uh, just let me farm my shit. That's all I want to do. You can't farm pigs in any universe without getting screwed over. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, the Marvel Universe. There's all of these superhumans and super smart people and aliens gallivanting around, and you're just a regular person. And you're sit like you're a regular person in New York. Your city is getting destroyed every other movie. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's something that you could actually start taking in stride. Just oh, another alien invasion today. Oh, t oh, I'm gonna be late for work. I better hurry. Yeah, until you get crushed by a falling building. It happens. <laughs> I guess. Well, in all of these universes, it's just, oh, yeah, I got turned into a goat. It happens. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, another one. 
just it's horrifying, but you wouldn't realize just how horrifying it is. Babe, if you lived in that universe, all those animals can talk. And you eat them. All, you eat sentient beings yes. on a regular basis. And you don't know. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> I'm still going to eat They're bacon. They're delicious. I don't care if pigs can talk. I'm eating bacon. That hamburger used to have thoughts of its own. Okay, it used to think shit. about sunny days and, you know, being, I don't know, whatever cows think about. I don't know what they think about. Car- cows <laughs> do think about things. They I think th- about grass and... But yeah, that's the, it. Know, that's about it. Actual, you know, like actual sentences together, and I, it was talking to other animals, and all of a sudden, it's a hamburger. <laughs> I love hamburgers, but still, he had a family. He was two days away from retirement. Just imagine if one day everybody could talk to animals. Actually, I might change it to, from uh, Babe to Doctor Doolittle because he can talk to the animals, <laughs> so he is aware of just how horrifying. I still eat bacon. <laughs> Uh, Buffy, the, the Buffy verse is another one that would be terrifying to live in because as a normal person, there are all these monsters all the time, all the time. Like you're just a regular citizen of Sunnydale and you have a one in five chance of dying at any minute. All and you know, time. nobody cares. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. You never see anybody mourning in Sunnydale unless it's like Buffy killing Angel or something like that. Like there's no mourning in Sunnydale. <laughs> They're just used to it. Everything's just actively trying to kill it. It's like Australia, but in America. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That would be interesting to live in because everybody's now adjusted to like just random deaths everywhere. <laughs> oh, it looks like that person was killed by uh, another fang attack. That's weird. Well, and like in the, I've I've been reading the comics, and vampires become mainstream after like one of them becomes a celebrity. And so now there's just, like, people randomly deciding that they want to become vampires. And I'm just like, <laughs> so, wait, everyone's dying and being eaten by these things. But you're like, oh, yeah, I just want to live forever. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miles said, imagine being a pony in My Little Pony. I've never seen My Little Pony. I haven't so either, I but it sounds awful. It does, because all those bronies want to have sex with you. You don't have hands. <laughs> What would Defend you do? them off. What would you do? You're hands? just a pony getting raped by fucking douches <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yes, it would. That would be horrifying. Really? Because I'd, I'd go with Poor you don't Paul. have hands. That's what I would say is horrifying there. But Carlos, you don't think getting raped by douches well, would be I mean, horrifying? Well, I you've introduced the fact that... Just a whole all... frat house shows up at your door and rapes you? That wouldn't would be bad? That's what's gonna happen. You'd be like, well, I'm getting raped, but I'm sad that I don't have hands. <laughs> Why jump to the fact... Because you just raped. said the bigger deal would be not having hands. <laughs> the bigger deal would be getting fucked by a whole frat well, house, yes, I think. But I know I would not assume that's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm going to assume that everybody's going to talk about friendship or something and sing a song or something, and I'll be worrying about not having hands. No, no, you're going to be getting raped. Why? All the time by brony lovers. I did not know that's what happened. You didn't know that was a thing? I've never watched. No, I did not know that they go around raping. Not in the show, but dude, you've never heard of bronies. I have heard of bronies. There you go. It's like these frat guys who just really want to fuck these ponies. It's really weird. A little bit. A little bit. And nobody else calls them out. None I, of their friends are like, hey, dude, you shouldn't think about that. That's hey guys, weird. This, this is just kind of weird now. Like, I don't. I mean, you know, different different strokes for different folks, but let's not. Let's not. That's literally illegal. My God, and I thought the worst thing to worry about was, you know, not having hands. I mean, they're anthropomorphized ponies, so there is that, I guess. No. I, no, they're not. I still they, wouldn't want to be raped because they don't have frat hands. house. Anthropomorphized, well, I suppose, a little bit. Yeah. Like they're, they're like anthropomorphized uh, furries. I suppose. Like Ewoks. Nobody wants to fuck an Ewok. <laughs> Nobody should want to fuck a pony. Funny story. <laughs> Somebody uh, like was clearing out some like a, a, an abandoned garage or something, and they that they moved to or something somebody. Like so I, I was cleaning you. out my mom's garage was, the other no, day. No, I guarantee you, somebody wants I, to I fuck an Ewok. I read, I read an article about this. And, uh, actually, uh, 
somebody came across two Ewok costumes with the crotches cut out. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I think we're going to end the show there. <laughs> Ewok, fuck you. I feel like that is just a good spot to stop this. Fucking them Ewoks. Oh my yeah. god. That's right. Ewok furries are among you. I just, I don't even know. My childhood, guys. My childhood. No, Miles, you can't fuck a Wookiee because that's fucking a dog. No, (laughs) Wookiees are not dogs. I fired somebody over that. Don't make me do it again. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to the show. I just have a, I guess just one announcement before before we move on here. Uh, We have a huge uh, thing dropping on Monday, so please keep an eye out for that. I'm really excited. I want you guys to see it. Read it. Watch it. It's a whole thing, and let us know what you think. He said it's huge, so it's not my dick. You're right. It is not. (laughs) That was not with that segment. All right. Thank you. There's a thing coming up. Yeah, no, there's, there's something big dropping Monday, and I'm really excited for you guys to see it. Uh, if you have any feedback on this episode or any of our other shows, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindestudios.com. You can, uh, if you have any show ideas, guests, or you want to be a guest on the show, uh, go ahead and send Eric an email at eric at blindedstudios.com. That's E-R-I-C at blindedstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindedstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And watch our videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash blindedstudios. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.